What's going on, people? Welcome to uh, the final edition of the NBA Mock Draft Live Show. Guys, we are here. Well, almost here. We're almost at the draft. It is finally, draft season is finally upon us. We're a few days away. So I decided to get, you know, like I've done with the previous shows, get a group, some of the best draft guys, you know, out here uh together and uh you know mock up uh you know round one of the draft and, and get our thoughts on the class you know we're uh like i said two days away from the draft i think we lost one of our guys already <laughs> but uh you know uh we got a great group of guys with me so i'm excited to get on uh get started with this and, and uh you know like i said drafts coming up so i'm excited i got a great group of guys with me so let me introduce the guys that i got i got zach noble i've had zach on the show before so uh, excited to have him on the show. Thanks for coming on, man. How's everything? Uh, appreciate it. I just uh, recovered from the vid. Everybody in the family had it. It was bad news, but uh, I- I'm here and kicking, so we're good. Nice, nice, nice. Bless up, man. Bless up. <laughs> yeah, I got Nathan Grubel. What's going on, Nathan? Happy to be here, my man. I'm excited yeah. for this. Yes, yes, yes. I got Max. Va- I'm Vax. I'm. I might butcher your the last part of your name. Van so, Arkin. Van. I'll do it Van for you. Max Van Arkin. Uh, Call me Bruce. Max, Max <laughs> Van Arkin. Max yes, Van Arkin. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, this this is. I'm looking forward to. It. And we have Chris Bolton too. I don't know where he's at. He's somewhere. He's at some. He's hiding. He's, he's hiding. hiding somewhere. Uh, you know. So uh, he'll he'll be coming on uh shortly. So uh. Guys, draft season's here. We're finally here, right? It's draft week. We're here finally, right? This it's it's been a long process, right? Long, yes, long process. So we're we're finally here. Just give me your thoughts on, you know, everything leading up to this. You know, the process and and just how tired of you of this class already, <laughs> Zach? How you feeling about this? You know, long time coming, like you said, it feels like 16 years, but uh, being my team's in charge, I'm, I'm happy that they had all the time in the world to make this pick. But I, the thing that disappoints me is how many people uh, kind of took this time wrongly and just changed stuff on their boards and made all these uh, imaginary ideas to move things around just because of time. Um, not because they're certain and they believe in these picks. It's just, oh, I feel like I need to change something because I want to release a new board. And yeah, yeah, you yeah. see all these guys doing that left and right where the guys that know, I mean, they've been certain with their stuff for a while and they put in the time. Um, but, yeah, I understand things take time and you take it all, but you shouldn't be second-guessing yourself like a lot of the I'm seeing people do. Yeah, with, with all this time, there's gonna be a whole lot. There's a lot of people have been second guessing and just little, little like just nitpicking at this point. You know, I'm sure a lot of people know who's going where, but you're just doing some little nitpicks. Max, how is how is the process going for you? Uh, you know, just with all the craziness and you know everything going on. Right, right. Everyone has a board. Everyone has uh, their opinions. Guys, they don't like. Guys, they do like. Um, honestly, I've just been studying through all 60 prospects for this year's draft. And I think there's a lot of, I think this draft, I said it before, I think people want like the flashy and the sexy. I don't think this is that type of draft. Like you think of the Zion, the Jaws. I think this draft type of draft, don't get me wrong. There's, there's star potential in this draft, but I think this draft has a lot of guys that are going to make a lot of good teams, great teams, uh, guys that you need on your roster. You're going to get a lot of that. So there's guys that are going to fall down who I really like. So I'm fascinated with it. I mean, it's always interesting when it's complete chaos. So I'm a fan. 
<laughs> Chaos is always good, right? Yeah. Nathan, how do you, how's, how's the process going for you as far as evaluating all these guys? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Zach. Uh, a lot of my board, for the most part, has been set for months. So it, it's pretty much been a lot of little tweaking here and there, but not a ton. I think for the most part, my movement's just been like if a guy has moved up like a few spots, um, that, that's just kind of been a, a formality. But the, the only real mover I've had on my board is Tyrell Terry. And that's been a lot of the stuff that's come out in terms of like the combine measurements. Um, I, I trust the agency that is represented by. I've said that on my show, the Draft Deeper podcast, multiple times that um, I, I pretty much know the people who, who have started that agency and, and who they represent, who they want to represent. So character is a big thing for me going into the draft. And, and when you're evaluating guys, it's about the off the court stuff, too, and what you're bringing into the locker room. So that's probably been the, the real only like mover or riser on my board. Other than that, it's pretty much been set. I want to say, Nathan, that's like an acceptable one because that dude seems like he's busting ass more than anybody right now. He like put on 15 pounds. That I mean, that, that says something. He got swole. He got swole. He's that a hard video. worker. He's, yeah, he's, he's got that worker, body. I believe he's a hard worker. Yeah, yeah. That video that came out was like, I mean, that was the one thing people were harping him about, like was his, his, his size and then boom. It comes out. 160 graduating college. That, yeah. That's small. That's small. I mean, well, even bigger than the weight thing. The fact that he's six three. If he's six three, that's that makes a huge difference. Because finishing in the paint was probably one of his questions as a guard. At the end of the day, you have to be able to make shots around the rim as well. You can't just be one dimensional camping outside the three point arc and just bombing shots, right? So mm -hmm. if he's able to do that at a higher level, that just raises his stock even more to the point where, yeah, I, I guess if you're Bill Simmons, you probably really are rooting for him to go to the Celtics at fourteen. So. Yeah, he's been harping let's on that, Simmons, for sure. All right, guys, you know, let, let's get right into it. Let's get into the draft. That's what the people want to see. Let's get right into it. So yes, sir. we got the Timberwolves with the number one pick. Zach, Wolves are on the clock. You're the GM. Who's Man, the I've, I've felt this pressure since you selected me to be the number one pick. This, yes. is, <laughs> this is my team, my city. Yes. I grew up with these guys. So um, That's what really, I gave it to you. I know. I, I wanted I to see that field, that. you know. Hey, it's the last mock, so this is the real one. It's the only one that matters. This is it. <laughs> this is it. No other <laughs> mocks. After this, mocks is all done with. I never want to see a mock again. <laughs> there we go. So with that said, this pick, I mean, I've had it set for months. Um, he's been number one on my board for, uh, I don't know, as long as I can remember. The only guy that I've considered moving up there is Killian Hayes, but he didn't crack it. This pick came down to three guys. Um, that's James, James Wiseman, Killian Hayes, and the guy I'm selecting is Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. Okay. Wow. Oh, Edwards. I think is... he's the best fit that with Cat and D'Lo, the two centerpieces of Minnesota right now, and um, I think he's got the highest ceiling in this draft. Okay, okay. How do you guys feel about that? How do Because uh, in my opinion, I feel like – He's the one guy that I feel like no matter what is definitely going top three. Like everyone else is like kind of uncertain. We don't know where they're going to go, but I, I'm pretty certain that Anthony I'd Edwards. Mel there. Mel too, yeah, but I really, I don't think Edwards drops past three. You know, no. I think Charlotte's there. He's going to go to Charlotte. So I'm, that's the one guy I'm confident is going top three for sure. So how do you no, guys I feel? Like, I like Edwards. And I, you don't want to take too much. Like, you don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. But when Clutch Sports did that open workout, I think one thing that was really apparent to everybody was his size and his explosiveness. Mm -hmm. I talked to my guy mm -hmm. Combo on uh, my podcast, and we always talk about his skill. 
And but like with Zion Williamson, we talked about his athleticism. But when you have mm-hmm. someone like Anthony Edwards, he possesses so many different qualities. I think his size and athleticism is almost getting overlooked now. So when you saw that power, that explosiveness, I can't argue that Anthony Edwards is a beast, and I think he fits in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I guess talent-wise, he he's a great fit in between D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, just based off pure talent. But right. my my only question for you, Zach, do you believe that the Timberwolves have the pieces in place to be able to support him from a chemistry and from an educational standpoint, both on and off the floor? I think that's probably what Edwards needs the most is he needs the right people around him because he's a good character guy overall. You listen to any of the interviews, he, he he's a great interview, man. He, he loves the game of basketball. He loves to live life. He, he's just a happy guy. And, and, and I think that people like that, if, if the question's more about development rather than the talent, you just need the right people around you. Yeah, I, I think he. I think he's a dog and's got the killer instinct in him, and I think that's what Minnesota needs as well. However, I don't believe in our coaches or our development staff, but that's also why I'm choosing Anthony Edwards because I believe he's a guy, honestly, that doesn't need perfection to give him per- perfect structure. I should say. I think all he needs is the touches and to be let free. Really, as long as there's a little bit of structure. I think he's going to learn from the veterans around him and mm-hmm. fi- figure this thing out regardless. I think what could hurt him is if he had the structure of Minnesota but didn't get the 30-plus minutes that he's going to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell's been around the block, so he's he's learned some life lessons that he can definitely <laughs> impart on Anthony Edwards. We, we, we could say yeah. that. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, so Anthony Edwards is the number one pick in this draft. All right, so we got the Golden State Warriors. Max, who, who are you taking? Man, let me put on the GM cap. So I spoke to uh, Steve Kerr. Um, I've spoken to Stephen Clay, and they told me you find a need and you fill it. So considering that I have Draymond, I have Wiggins, I have Clay, and I have Steph, some young guys off the bench, I'm going to fill the need. I want a mobile big man who can move his feet, block shots, rim run, and develop. I am going James Wiseman. Pretty easy pick for me. Great pick. Hell yeah. Thank you, thank you. James Wiseman is the pick. All right, so how do you guys – do you think Golden State keeps this pick, guys? Or do you think that, you know, uh, there's a good chance they trade out? Because that's obviously been a, been a rumor, too, that, you know, they might trade it. So you guys think They're that aggressive. this is a possible yeah. – yeah, I think I Minnesota and Golden State try to trade. I think they both need to more than anybody in the mm-hmm. last few years at the one and two spot. I think they're both extremely desperate. I just don't know what the trade is. That's the problem. Yeah. I don't know who the guy is that they're really going to target. And Agree, yeah. you, you figure we understand, like, we have questions about the Definitely. star power at the top of this draft. But who are you moving that pick for that's really going to to move the needle? And then you figure, depending on who you're going after, then you're potentially packaging in Wiggins. And I know people want to just, you know, write off Wiggins. But at the same time, we haven't seen him with a healthy Steph, Clay, and Draymond all on the floor at the same time, and we we haven't seen him after he's had some time to develop and learn their systems and see if he can be a good fit. So I just I don't I don't know what the trade is. I agree with Zach; they're going to try to trade the pick, but I don't I just don't know what it is. Sounds like they're open with Draymond too. Possibly could be could be the Warriors are ahead of the curve. So maybe you have a team like that and who's aggressive. There's really nothing off the table. Yeah, I, definitely, definitely for sure. All right, so uh, James Wiseman is off the board. So we got the third pick, Chris. I know that you're. Uh, were you happy with that pick? You know you're a Warriors fan. You happy with Wiseman going there? Ah, uh, 
<laughs> I know you're not a Wiseman guy. Not really. Um, you know, I think if you're going to take a big top five, I really want him to – big top five, I really want he's like an Embiid or Cat that, you know, he's someone that you can definitely build your franchise around moving forward. I understand it being a, a good fit and someone who can possibly uh, be that that version. But I would take – but. I mean, I can understand it. His athleticism, his he, jaw dropping. You see him in the gym working out. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're gonna come away like, yeah, you got it. that was that wasn't my number one pick for Golden State. Okay, okay, all right. So you you're on the clock right now. We got the Charlotte Hornets are on the clock. But uh, for the Hornets, I would take. You broke up there, boss. I think we lost them. Oh no, we lost. Chris. I'm taking Lamelo Ball with the. Third. Oh okay, Lamelo Ball. We heard that. Okay. For SPG, you're breaking up, bro. You're breaking up, but Lamelo Ball was the pick. Lamelo Ball was the pick. How do you guys feel sense. about Lamelo Ball? That makes yeah, lost sense. Me. Yeah, we're losing you, bro. They got to get rid of Terry or Graham. That's for sure. Yeah, they, they need they need some dynamic they need a dynamic player. I was able to cover a Hornets game this year. It feels like forever ago, considering everything <laughs> that happened this year. But um, you guys would like you need that economic move, someone to put butt in seats, someone to feel excited about. I, you need exactly. that guard. Lamelo does that. I mean, there's he's a very. Um, I feel like it's you talk to someone they love him. You talk to another he has bust potential, but either way, he's interesting and you're intrigued by it. I think he's going to be good. I think Lamelo would add that that spark that the Hornets need. Uh, exactly what you said. It's the star power, right? They need star power. Like mm, they right. need to put people in the seats. Whenever people can get back in the seats, they're gonna need that. You know, mm-hmm. losing right. Kemba was huge, and they're gonna need that star and that that star power. So I think Lamelo definitely, whether it's good or bad, he's gonna bring that because the name yeah. is there, and, and you know he's gonna sell jerseys. Everyone's gonna want the jersey. So all that. I, I mean, this is. This is more of a business move than anything. And, you know, I think this would, you know, LaMelo. Not to mention the positional upside. We forget. Sometimes we do forget that he's 6'7", right? Like, why can't you intentionally play two guards with him and and, and him on the floor? I'm on the cell phone now, fellas. Hey, there we go. (laughs) You got to adapt. No, I personally think the Knicks and the Hornets should do everything they can to get to the number one pick just because they need that star potential. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks do something. Maybe that's why they're so quiet. <laughs> Usually, when there's quiet, there's a move to to happen. So that's what we saw. Nobody expected Phoenix to make that trade for Chris Paul that we learned about today. And don't be shocked if Oklahoma City makes a move and, and goes goes soaring up the top of that draft board if if Jonathan Gavone is to be believed. So, and and I believe his sources. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. All right, so. Uh, we got LaMelo off the board. We got the Chicago Bulls next, and that's me. And I'm going to go take Killian Hayes here. He's my Ooh. number one guy. He's my Great number pick. one. Yeah. I, I've, I just, since I've watched tape of him, he's just been my guy. And it's just, I love his game, love his playmaking, love, you know, I think that the shooting will improve at the next level and all that. I know people worry about three-point shooting and all that, but, you know, uh, I just – I love the size. I think the defense potential is there too. Adam Kobe White there. 
with Zach Levine. I think they could do some real serious damage there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Killian Hayes here uh, for Chicago. Let me reverse the script on you real quick. How do you think yeah. it goes with Zach? And do you think that complements Zach extremely well? Like, do you think that that fits there where we're gonna see Zach's job? He's gonna feel like his job is easier day in and day out because he has Killian there. Like you say, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it makes it easier for him for sure. Don't you think they need to trade one of Zach or Kobe if they're going with Killian? Because I do. I think they can make it work. I think they can make it work. I don't think any of them reach their ceiling if all three of them are there. I, I you know, I think I think it could work somehow. I think it could work, especially in the East. Yeah, I think it could work out in the East, but I, you know. It, it'll be interesting. They may have to move. Offensively, it works. It's, it's defensively that we would have the question. Defense, yeah, Offensively, the it works. Offensively. Zach Levine's one of the better catch-and-shoot three-point guys that we have in the league. Yeah, sure. and he's, he's gotten better. He keeps, that sometimes, so. he keeps improving, too. He keeps getting better and better. So, you know, right. you know I, I I just like – I like killing. I like the, the player, you know, just the best player of LL at this point and, you know, him and Kobe White backcourt to me would be just dynamic. So they just, they they need a guy who can play out of pick and roll and find other guys. Like they don't have mm-hmm. that on the roster. Like Kobe White's not the best pick and roll playmaker. Zach yeah. Levine's proven that he's an off guard. He's not a point guard. So they they don't have that right now. Chris Dunn obviously wasn't the answer. So yeah, they declined. Bringing the in Killian Hayes, they, they those bigs especially too. They need a guy that can get him the ball. So I, I had him. Chris knows I had him mocked when when I did a mock. I had him fourth going to the Bulls, and I like to pick a lot. Gotcha. Bulls might be thinking the same. Zach is rumored out there. So yeah. is every other player, though. <laughs> <laughs> every, every player is rumored everywhere. So, all right. So we got Killian off the board. Now we got the Cleveland Cavaliers at five. Nathan, who's the pick? I'm going to stay with my mock that, I, that I've had set up. I'm going to choose Danny Avdia at, at, at number five. And, and I'm very confident in that pick. Now, I shared with Chris when I had him on my podcast this past week that I may be crazy. I really don't think the Cavaliers are that bad of a team if everybody's there and I agree. healthy. Now, Garland is coming back. Yeah, Garland's coming back from an injury. He didn't get the chance to fully show what he was made of in his rookie year. He gets a lot more experience under his belt. He's done a lot of great work in the offseason with clutch guys. So you got him being back to full strength. Colin Sexton improved a lot last year as a scorer from all three levels. Um, you still have Kevin Love. You have Andre Drummond. So plug in the hole at the three, a combo three, four forward. Um, another guy who's just a competitor. He's tough. He's going to go and play defense for you. He's smart. He, he's maybe not like the point forward that everyone wants to, to bill him as or thinks he will be. But he's a guy, if you get him the ball and you ask him to make quick decisions with it, he will find the right man and keep the ball moving within that offense. Not to mention he proved – over the offseason, when, when he was one of the only ones playing basketball in this draft class, he really improved his spot-up shooting. And, again, if you're spreading the floor for round one around Andre Drummond, that's a dangerous team still to make the playoffs, I think, in the Eastern Conference. I'm not sleeping on the Cavs. Nice pick. Nice pick. Per- perfect fit. And I thought the same about the Cavs' upside until I saw my boy Kevin Porter in the orange suit. <sighs> Yeah, that's tough. I'm, I'm sending prayers up for him, man. He sucks. So I love him a lot. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot. He's so talented, though. Like, like he's such a, such a gift to player. And I just hope that everything goes well for him because he could be something. He really could. I mean, the fact that they got him so late in the draft was just kind of crazy. Right. But you know, if he gets his head straight, you know, he could definitely be definitely a nice. Got a talent issue with him. I had him top nah. ten on my board last year. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the fourth pick? 
while I had all these technical difficulties. Killian Hayes. We went Killian to Chicago. Killian to Chicago. Okay, okay. Killian to Chicago. We got Denny to Cleveland. And now we got the New York Knicks are on the clock. Ooh. No, the Atlanta Hawks are on Atlanta the clock. Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. Oh, I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. This is this is this is my I'm, pick, right? I'm so anxious what the Knicks are doing that I just want them to pick already and, and just so we got the Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks on the clock. Again, I'm gonna stick with my mock and I'm gonna go with probably the the fit I favor the most in this top ten, and that's Isaac Okoro to the Hawks. Um now now I've talked about this in, in multiple places now. Um I, I think the best thing that the Atlanta Hawks could do, especially since a lot of people want to talk about how disappointing Cam Reddish has, has been in his rookie season up until like the end before everything got shut down, how disappointing DeAndre Hunter was. You still have some questions about Herder. Where does he fit into all this? Bring in a guy who can compete and light a fire underneath those guys and see who's going to come out on top. Because Okoro's one of the more competitive guys in the whole draft class. He's obviously a special defensive talent. We have questions about him offensively. But really, if you're bringing him in, you're, you're believing that Trey Young is going to lock down a lot of the scoring. Obviously, him and Capella are going to do their damage in the pick and roll. You need guys to be able to spread the floor for the two of them. Okoro, I, I believe in his spot-up shooting. I think he's going to be good enough on catch-and-shoot looks to hold his own offensively. Um, and at that point, you just need as many defenders, high-quality defenders around Trey Young as possible because you're not going to get that from him at the point of attack. So you, you slide him in, um, potentially maybe opens up the door for moving John Collins. If you're not so long giving him the extension he's going to be looking for, you can flip him to get some more assets. So I really love that Okoro pick at number six. How, how did you guys feel about Okoro? Because I know when I first started Watt, like diving into Okoro, obviously the first thing you, you see is – all right, the shooting, right? And then and then and then when you see that he can't shoot, you're like you get discouraged. You're like, all right, he can't shoot. You need to shoot in the league. But then like uh, I think I talked with, about you with this Nate uh, on your show. Like someone told me, "All right, so just forget about the shooting. Just watch everything else." And then you're like, "So I, I you watch if you just forget for the shooting for one second, you'll and then you watch everything else." He's like, "Okay, he's pretty damn good at everything else like as far as slashing and and just his his physique and, and his his you know the way he plays defense the way he can get in you how smart he is as a defender right and all that because he gives effort man a lot yeah. of it's just pure effort and, like yeah. he's going to try his a lot harder than his, his other guys his motor yeah. is on a thousand so like you add that with being an athletic person and then the defense he provides that's he pretty some, good he has some hints of like a a golden state andre iguodala you know he's mm -hmm. He's very smart, can make good reads in the half court when it comes to making the right passes and knowing when to slash. But if he gets that, if he can develop that shot, that's going to really take his game to another level. He could be that that star wing that a lot of people see him projecting out to be. He's a Max, Swiss Army knife for sure on a good team. Yeah. How do you feel about him, Max? Uh, I love him. Um, I'm not, not that I'm downplaying that his jump shot has issues because it does. But a lot of these young prospects don't have the most refined jump shot, like entering the entering the league. So I think, like you said, you look at another aspect of his game, and you're like, wow, like he has a mm -hmm. lot of upside. So I think, with the right development, with the right persistence, with the right effort and coaching, I think that I'm not saying he's going to be Clay Thompson, but I'm saying that I think it'll be respectable to the point where it's not going to be as big as an issue it is now. So I I don't let that lower his stock as much. Uh, just because of all the other tangibles that he has, to your guys' point. Agree, agree, agree. Okay. 
So we got Isaac going to the Hawks. To me, that's a perfect fit for Atlanta. Exactly what they did. All right. So we got Detroit. All right. I'm I'm with the Detroit Pistons. Um, man, this this was tough, but no, I'm gonna go with the the the, the best talent on the board for me, and I'm gonna go with Obi Toppin here. Uh, out of Dayton. To me, the most offensively ready player in this draft. You know, uh, he's just what he can do offensively. He's so gifted scoring, you know, his athleticism and all that. I know the defense is a real concern. And it's he, he so I someone mentioned today is like his for a guy that's such a freak athletically, like he's so stiff. <laughs> he, he's so stiff defensively. Like he, he, he moves so robotically. And it's like, ah, like, but, you know, and, and it's, it kind of reminds me of some Amari stuff, like as far as, as far as that, but you know what he can bring to you immediately, and like you said, Detroit is another team that just they just need guys right now. They need to add some some spark and you know add some juice to that team. And uh, I think he can come in. He can he can be one one of their best players off the jump, and and uh, just provide the spark and be uh, you know an instant impact score for them. So uh, I'm going to give them Obi Toppin uh, to Detroit right here. He's a sure thing. Detroit just needs as many sure things as exactly. possible. Right now. They so. just need NBA basketball players. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that they do. That they do. Right. Who's who's their best player? I mean, Drummond got traded. What, Derrick Rose? Like uh yeah. I mean, um, yeah. The, the, I mean, depends what Blake comes the, back. Yeah, Blake, yeah, Blake, yeah, Blake, the Blake healthy. Christian Wood would be their best player, right? As of yeah. last year. Yeah, the last yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's probably gonna get paid somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, they just need talent. They need talent. Definitely. All right. So Toppin's off the board. And now the New York Knicks are on the clock. You got to screw this pick up. It's only right. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know how. Pick out your 26 prospect right now. Oh, my God. You don't know how. Like, I had a dream about No joke. I'm not even lying. I legit had a dream that they took some random guy that's ranked in the 60s. And they took him with the eighth pick, which is not a crazy thing. They've done crazier things than that. But I'm like, oh, I woke up in like cold sweats. I'm like, oh no, this day's stressful as is. And then they're gonna do something crazy like this. I'm just like, oh my god. Don't do Leon Rose like that, man. I'm a temple. No, I believe I I, like that. They we talked. I I I believe in Leon. I hope. I believe. I hope. (laughs) I don't think he's gonna pull no no stunt like this. But Chris, you got the pleasure of of uh, having the New York Knicks. You know, so just be ready for the virtual booze and all that. No matter who's the pick, you're gonna get booze. The New York Knicks select Tao Malik. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that's that's the accurate pick. <laughs> oh my god, that's the next pick. Oh, the, oh they, they no. would go crazy. Just the simple fact that he's fr- he's from France and he has he reminds people of Frank Lilikina, they would just go crazy. Even though he's yeah. a good, he's not, he's not even the same player as Frank. They just the fact that he's French, right, right. They would just go crazy, but <laughs> but no, All seriously, right. the Knicks select number two on my board, Devin Vassell, Florida State. Wow, wow, that's a steal then for you. Big Vassell person. Uh, the Knicks, of course, they're another team that just needs good players, needs some shooting. Of course, you have uh, you have Barrett, you have Robinson, you got some good young pieces. Uh, you bring Vassell in. To me, he's a very, he's a high floor, high ceiling prospect. You know, that at the very least, you're getting a very good three and D player. And I believe playing at Florida State, a very equal opportunity offense. Didn't have many sets ran for him. He still was nearly averaging 13 points per game. 
I believe in his shot creation abilities moving forward. And I think he'll be able to put on some weight and form into possibly becoming a star player. I think he's somebody that will look back five, six years from now. He could be that guy that was a, a Paul George type that develops into a star. Wow. That's music. That's music to my ears. That's music to <laughs> my ears. You don't got to tell me twice about that. But yeah, I, I like Vassell a lot. I like Vassell a lot. And I know, especially Knicks fans, they went absolutely crazy when they saw that five second clip of him, you know, shooting uh, that, the, you know, uh, that, that seven pulling second clip. Of, yeah, pulling, out. you know, yeah. trying to work on his shot and they fell off the, the Vassell uh, wagon. But to me, if that's the pick, I think Nick, a lot of Knicks fans would be happy because he's he's he kind of a Tibbs player too. Like he's going to bring, he's going to, you know, the defense he he's going to provide, and, and like I said, you know, three point shooting is is definitely needed on this team. So I, I think that's a good pick for the Knicks for sure. How you guys feel about Vassell? I like him. Love him. I like him. Yeah, I like his game. I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think that's a good pick. I would have went with a more. Uh, dynamic guard in my opinion to help benefit rj barrett um mm -hmm. i'm pretty high on tyrese Halliburton or like an rj but i think devin to uh works as well i think he fits perfect with mitch and rj yeah w would not be upset if, if if his shot falls which i think it will i think i believe in his shot mm -hmm. Agreed. if he's not a good shooter that's not going to go well with rj and mitch no not now yeah. those non-shooters. They definitely need the shooting, you know, to add to those non-shooters. So I mean Vassell will definitely be a great pick for sure. So I, I definitely be happy with that. All right. So we got them Vassell off the board to the Knicks. Up up. We got the Washington Wizards are on the clock. Max, who's the pick? All right. So spoke to John Wall. Him and Bradley Beal worked it out. They're gonna be good. Bradley Beal says he's able to say we figured it out. We're not trading him. So considering that I have that in the back court, they're getting along great. This is going to probably um, not be controversial, but I'm a little higher on him than I would say most people. So I'm juggling between two. I'm going with Jaden McDaniels from Washington. Ooh. I'm very Ooh. high on okay. Jaden McDaniels. So Jaden McDaniels to me reminds me of – now everyone when you see a quick lanky guy – and that's athletic everyone's like oh it's a kevin durant it's like no let's pump the brakes i'm not saying he's kevin durant but what i'm saying i think he reminds me of a more offensive minded jonathan isaac and i could see him having a little more offensive promise he's really good defensively so i have john wall i have on the backcourt i think he can guard your best player he doesn't need the ball um and he can run the floor and move his feet exceptionally well and you develop him with those guys um, the way he did it, and now the spacing, the speed of the game. I'm taking Jay McDaniels. I really like his game. Okay, okay, uh, and I, you know what? I I believe something like this is going to happen in this draft, where someone's going to take one of these high upside guys because there's a bunch of them in this draft that you know may have struggled in you know in the year in college or whatever overseas, but they see the talent because there's no doubt that Jay McDaniels is probably a, f a top five, 10 talent. We're just talking about his talent, right? He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. So the talent's there, you know, he just, you know, he, he went through what he went through in, in college. And like, like I talked to you, Chris, uh, on shows and Nate, like we talked, like we see a lot of these guys that, you know, can't like struggle to adapt to that college, but we, you know, 
their game may be more suited to the pros than it is in college because we all know how college is and you know the system. You got to play the system, playing against zone, and everything slowed down. And certain a lot of these guys should need to go. So in the NBA, you're gonna just be able to go. And especially for Jaden, if he's playing with with Beal and, and uh, you know if Wall's back to what you know, you know whatever he is, eighty percent, ninety percent, hundred percent. You know they like to play up and down. That 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 might be perfect for him. You know, add yes, Hachimura to that. I mean, that that's, you know, someone, you know, he could be, you know, a, a steal for someone, you know, because he has the talent. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jaden goes in the lottery at all. How do you guys feel about Jaden? Love the fit. I think the fit's phenomenal. Um, if you're high on him, that's that's fine. But he's a late first rounder for me. So that's why that was a big reach. But, hey, I mean. I like the fit. I'm not going to complain there. And I, I do think, I mean, the reason why he's late first round for me, I think he's got a really, really low floor, but I think he's got a pretty high ceiling. So mm-hmm. I, I think, right. I mean, he, he was, could be a whole, him or, home run. It was him or Patrick Williams. I like Patrick Williams from Florida State. He, I think he's more of a guaranteed work, like fit right now. But yeah, like mm-hmm. to your point, I'm just, I'm taking the ceiling. I like the Jaden fit over Patrick Williams because I like Rui. Oh, right. And I don't think Pat really would have fit at all. I mean, the only potential kind of draft, Oh, go ahead, Chris. Swing for the fences in this kind of draft. So, you know, you're, it's not like you're spending a top five pick on McDaniels. You're, it's the ninth pick. You know, if you if that's the guy you really like and think he can become something, for why sure. not go for him? Right. Exactly. Especially in this draft, I think that's like we said. They're going to see a lot of, a lot of you know guys uh, going earlier than we might anticipate, but. Jaden McDaniels off the board to the Washington Wizards. All right, we got the 10th pick, and we got the Phoenix Suns on the clock. We just saw that they made a huge deal to get, you know, uh, Chris Paul to, to the to the team, so they made a big splash. So uh, Phoenix Suns on the clock. Zach, who's the pick? Yeah, so I'm extremely ecstatic for this pick. I, I can't believe he fell this far to me. I have him as a top five guy. Um, Onyeka Okongwu. I mean, it's a no brainer. I just, I want him to start. I would have loved him in Washington. I thought he was the pick for Washington. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to complain with him falling to me. I think he's the perfect backup for Aiton. I just, I'm going to be really depressed if Okongwu gets put in this situation because I think he's going to end up looking like Mo Bamba, which is a pretty big bust right now if he doesn't get his at least 25 minutes a game. Yeah. Yeah. Onyeka is definitely would be a, a good pick for Phoenix here. How do you guys feel about Onyeka? Needs his time, though. Needs yeah. His time. yeah. Like, to his point, yeah, needs I'm, his I'm time. I'm surprised he slid this far. Yeah. You just need guys who can defend. That's that's going to be the Phoenix Suns' biggest question, right? And I think all of us would say that Okongwu is one of the better defenders in the entire draft class. So, absolutely down. brings that versatility. I'm not going to rule out that he couldn't play with DeAndre Ayton for decent sized stretches, only because Ayton's actually flashed enough mid range shooting for sure. And yep. I think that this year, I, I'm confident he's going to be able to to start bombing some of those three pointers and spread the floor. So. Um, I, I, I like to pick a lot and, and yeah, that's, that's what Phoenix needs. They need defense. If they can get Okongwu too, they don't need to bring back Bain. So it might be a little cheaper for them. Yeah. Bain's is a free. Good agent, yeah. That's yeah. a good point. That would be a huge luxury because then they can spend money elsewhere and in mm-hmm. other parts of the rotation. So yep. Bain can get that three down. Yeah, they, I think they can play together. 
Yeah, yeah. And he started doing that in the bubble too, and that's that was scary. I was like, oh. <laughs> Once he expanded out there, I was like, oh, DeAndre Ayton's coming. He, that's the coming. talent. That's the talent. That's why everybody loved him coming out of his draft class. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's that could be a nice uh nice front court there with those two good guys. All right. So we got a combo going to Phoenix. So Zach, you're back on the clock. San Antonio Spurs in the lottery. We haven't seen this. We don't see this a lot. So right. like I said, wow. so I, I want to go fit here. I really do, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go best available because San Antonio needs upside. Uh, I think they're for sure going to ship Demar out, and they're going to try with Lamarcus. Uh, but there's a there's a bit of a log jam at the guard spot. Um, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Dejounte Murray. I'm going another guard. I got to go my best available here. I just think his ceiling's incredibly high, and that's Tyrell Terry. Love him. Love him. Mm. I think he's perfect okay. next to Dejounte or Derek White. But with I mean, Pop in his Dejounte's corner, tall, right? Yeah, with Pop in his corner, that's scary. That's scary, and that's what San Antonio needs. They need that dynamic three-point like shooter. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, they definitely need a little bit more dynamic, and you know, guys on on that team for sure. Because the team's it's different. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's got is you know, Pop's got to be able to adapt a little bit because this team is definitely different from those uh the, the even the Kawhi days and the Tim Duncan. For sure. So definitely not a Tyrell. Move Tyrell. The job to, to the three. He's he's long. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that that's a good pick for sure. I definitely like that pick. All right, so Tyrell Terry is off the board. San Antonio team that we don't see in the lottery a lot. So uh, interesting to that. All right. So we got the Sacramento Kings on the clock. Max, who's the pick? This is really interesting. I like Darren Fox. Buddy's an interesting situation with Buddy right now. Okay. Some of you guys stole some of my picks. So <laughs> going back to the drawing board, I, I you know what? I'm going to continue to add – um, a shooter, he could be one of the best shooters in the draft. Um, I'm pretty high on him. I like his game. I'm going to go with Aaron Neesmith from uh, Vanderbilt. I like his game, knockdown shooter. Yes. Just add that, like you guys talked about, the new day and, a day and uh, the NBA 2020. Having If we keep Buddy Hill with Darren Fox with a knockdown shooter, can't, can't stop the drive because we got shooters on the perimeter, I think I would just add another dynamic piece uh, to the puzzle. Man, he's, he's probably the – what? Him between him and Bain, those are the two best shooters in this draft. Like, I, yeah. I think Terry's got a chance, and I really like Bain shot as well. Yeah, I like Tyrell Terry shot. Yeah, I mean those. Yeah, those are the three best yeah. shooters in this draft. And like Naismith was just lights out. You know, even though it was you know not in as many games, but he 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 could definitely shoot it from deep. You know, so yes, that that would be uh, that'll be a good pick for for uh, Sacramento for sure. If they take him, it'll make it so much easier to ship Buddy's ass out of here. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's gonna let you know what's up. Oh yeah, because he's just the size too, right? He has everything you want in a, in a wing. <laughs> you know, yeah. everything you want in the wing. So def, definitely, definitely go pick. All right, Naismith off the board. We got New Orleans on the clock. Chris, who's the yes, pick? Sir. Who's gonna help Zion? Who's gonna help Zion? All right, well, based off how the boards fell. We're going with uh, this is going to be in some people's eyes, it might be a reach, but we're going for the ceiling play. I'm taking Alexei Pokushevsky out of circle. Wow, Oko. I like it. Oko. Don't take okay. Poku. 
You have the Zion. Upside. I feel like the big that's playing with Zion needs to have the ability to spread the floor and shoot and let Zion work the inside. And I think Poku could be that guy that, that does that. He also adds nice help side rim protection. And I think for Zion to be the best, his best self, he needs to be that small ball type of five. So you're going to be playing lineups with, with Poku at the four and, and Zion at the five. It's the right. ceiling play. It could be a special front court if Poku gets some weight, continues to get stronger, and you know just develops into the player that I think he can be. I need to see Zion run right through Poku. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my biggest question to you, Chris, with making that pick is how quickly do you think Pokushevsky can get on an NBA floor? Right, I think he's a guy that you need to be patient with. People want to see him add weight, but being seven feet tall, you can't just add a crap ton of weight and then expect right. him to all of a sudden magically keep moving the same way that he did and not have any health concerns. So how quick, how quickly would you want him to develop, or are you not concerned about that at all? You'll let him still continue to play overseas for a few years and then bring him over. I would say I'm not really trying to force it. I would like to give him a couple seasons to to, um, to develop and gain some weight and stuff. Um, now, if he comes over and you feel like he can play, he goes out there and makes an impact early, earlier than you expect. Then you know that's you know more power to you. That's that's letting that's kind of like the Giannis effect. You know, Giannis mm -hmm. Bucks didn't expect him to have the impact he had early on as as much as he did, and then that just kind of let the world know, okay, like they might really have something here. So the same thing kind of happens with Poku then, you know, the, the uh, Pelicans really hit on this one. But I wouldn't force it. I, I would. That's the, that's, the, that's the right answer. That's, that's, the, that, that's the good answer. Then I sign off for the pick. Yeah. Yeah, the upside is it's it, – it, there could be something there. Like, and now, I'm not saying he's Giannis too, but it was kind of like what they, you know, what Giannis went through. Like, he was playing against – like, I think uh, I was listening to the podcast today with Woj, and he was like, there, he's playing against guys that probably have morning – probably have nine to fives and they're just doing are just playing here just for fun you know like the YMCA league after you you know you, you do your nine to five shift and you just want to shoot the hoops or that's like that's the guys Giannis is playing against and that's kind of what you know Poku was was going against so not saying you know, the guys that play at the YMCA man they can <laughs> there's, some y, there's some YMCA legends out there you know shout out to all the legends out there but you know that's that's who he was playing the against. 5 a.m club right. there you go shout you out know the, the guys the guys are working 12 hour shifts and just want to hoop that's the who, who uh Poku and Giannis were playing against so <laughs> you know, or, or uh or my uh the center out of Maryland that's gained a lot of buzz. That pick is like a lot of traction. I think it could happen. Mm -hmm. I think he could be the best defensive player in the draft. I think he's right up there. Wow. One of them. Yeah. No. Well, you just uh you just took my pick because guess who I'm going with the Jalen Smith. That's great. That's I mean, the struggles perfect. they had against Bam. Exactly, and that's exactly why I think I think they're going to trade the pick because I think the, you know they got three first round picks. I think the trade, but if they stay put, to me, I would take Jalen Smith. He's in. You know, we saw like you said, you saw what happened with Miami. 
they they were struggling with Bam and all of that size, right? Red, you know, Dice is you know sure. he's a good solid role player, but they got to upgrade. Cantor is not going to probably not going to be there. They got to upgrade. Robert Williams is still you know we don't know what Robert Williams. So to me, you get Jalen Smith, who's an athletic big man who who can you know rim protect and all that, and you know has you know, solid shooter too. Like I think he can expand that too. So that's something you know you can get with you know uh, down the line too. So to me, Jalen Smith, I love Jalen Smith. You know he's right. This is right where I have him too on my board. So to me, this is perfect. No brainer. Uh, yeah, Boston would. You know, if Boston stays here, I think this should be a no brainer pick for them if he's still available at fourteen. So yeah, I'm gonna go Jalen Smith here. Yeah. I like it. 100% yeah. agree. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just a, one of the one of my the, the the perfect fits for me in this draft. You know, with James right. Smith in Boston. So all right, we're done with the lottery. So we got the Orlando Magic on the clock. And Nathan, who's the pick? Come on, man. I'm very torn. I'm incredibly torn because I want to make the upside splash with one of the two guards that I would probably rather take for a home run play over this guy. But I can't do it. I can't do it. Orlando needs you. Or, or Orlando has Markel Fultz, and I'm still a Markel Fultz guy. Don't need another guard. I still believe in Fultz. They do need another guard. I'm going with another guard. But Fultz needs someone who can help him and who's also going to allow Fultz to play to his strengths with the ball in his hands. So I'm going to go with Halliburton. I'm going to go with Tyrese Halliburton. This like team can't fall further than this. Okay. He literally can't fall. He, he's the smartest player in the draft. He can operate on ball as well as off ball. He can share ball handling duties in Orlando. We see all these great teams have multiple ball handlers in their backcourt, guys who can make decisions and keep the ball moving on offense, especially when you have so many guys on Orlando already who don't necessarily create and operate with the ball in their hands. They're such a forward and big oriented team. So what what better way to compliment all those other guys and let Markel Fultz still continue to develop as Markel Fultz than to put Halliburton there? That's a no. fair title for him, the smartest player in the draft. The only other guy I would give it to Killian Hayes. I like that. Um, Peyton Pritchard's pretty I smart. have Hayes ranked higher than, than, than Halliburton, so I, I'll give you that one. The only thing I would say – now, I, okay, so I, I cover the Magic, and I've watched these games so selfishly, I wanted you to say R.J. Hampton Same. because I feel like – I, I thought that he, yeah, I, I was thinking that, though. I would love to say RJ Hampton or the, the other guy that I want to say that I have number one overall on my board. Don't fall out of your chairs really quick. Cole Anthony. I still have him number one overall on my big board. Wow. <laughs> don't fall out of your don't fall out of your chairs too. I love it. You still stick with him. He's sticking with I love I'm it. Stick with his guy, no matter He's what. He's my guy. Oh, He's the only person I've ever met that has that. So I respect. Yeah, I thought it was going to be one of those three. I was, I thought when you said slash, it's RJ Hampton. And so then when you yeah, said I, would, I would have taken RJ. I, just, okay. I think Hampton would ultimately take the ball out of Markel Fultz's hands too much. And Dude, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want Markel Fultz just up in the corner. So I don't want that. I want <laughs> Fultz to have the ball in his hands more right, often right. than not. And Halliburton allows that to happen. So okay, That's fair. Yep. Just think like of R- RJ Fultz and Aaron Gordon together. Dunks, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's dunk contest. Yeah, yeah, that that's all right. I got Halliburton. Yeah, I think I definitely think he's gonna go higher, but you know, if Orlando 
if he's there at Atlanta, you, you got to take. You him can't, yeah, you can't let him slide any any further. Yeah, at this point, you just take the best player available, and he he's definitely should be you know best player available at this point. All right, Halliburton's gone to Orlando, and we have the Portland Trailblazers on the clock, and that's me. Um, it's me, right? We're snaking it. Oh no, we're snaking it. Yeah, I took your pick. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> you have. Portland. I got a I got a good one right here. I'm gonna go with Desmond Bain. Ah, that's you're a still you know ignoring what? your number one player. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the Trailblazers. I'm not going to put him in Portland, man. I'm not trading Dame or CJ. And and again, the being a GM, you also have to think about fit and smart guys fit around those guys, not just in the short term, but also in the long term. Bain's one of the most prepared players coming into this class. Um, I, I, I agree. I agree with um, with a lot of guys on, on Twitter, including um, good old Spencer Perlman, who says that he's probably the best non-point guard passer in the draft. I actually agree with that to, to an extent. Um, so in Portland, you need veteran type guys who can keep the ball moving. Obviously, let Dave and CJ do their thing, but make shots and, and make plays when called upon and hold their own defensively. He he he's he's a very tough guy defensively. He's a good rebounder for his size. Um, he's built built like a Mack truck at his position, and he's athletic. So I just I, I can't see how that pick would fail in in Portland. I love that pick. Nice, nice. I agree. Nice. Yeah, he's shooting too. Like how he moves without the ball and all that. I mean, that that'll be a. I'll get up on my soapbox for Cole Anthony at some point. We'll we'll do that when he comes up. I'll get on my soapbox. Don't worry. (laughs) I love it though. I love it. All right, drop. (laughs) All right, so we got Minnesota on the clock. So we had Minnesota had the number one pick, obviously. Screw this up, man. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna try to make you proud here, Zach. Most important draft of my life. (laughs) <laughs> and we took Anthony Edwards with the double one pick. All right, let me get uh, let me get Chris back in here before we. So the Anthony, oh, you're Edwards, gonna make me wait. You're gonna make you wait. All right, you're gonna make you wait. Patience is a virtue. Patience all is right, a virtue. Exactly. Patience is a virtue. All right. I'm next with the match, correct? Uh, yes, I believe. So. Oh no. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna say with the order. Yeah, you should be next with the maps. Okay, all right. No, no, Chris, Chris, then then you're 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 no, okay. Okay. You have uh the, the Brooklyn pick at nineteen. Okay. Okay. So Ooh, Minnesota. Okay, that switched up some things. Okay. So Minnesota on the clock. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh Sadiq Bay here. Villanova. Okay. I like it. Good shooter. I want to cry. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. <laughs> I was like, I would, my thought process, like, man, I got to make Zach happy. Just want Zach to be happy with, with this draft. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go Sadiq Bay. He's one of my favorite players in his class. He said, I good do. shooter, good size. I think that'd be a good fit with, with Minnesota. So, I'm going to go Sadiq Bay here. I have, I, like I have him 12 on my board. And if he drops that far, I will cry tears of joy. <laughs> he should be in the starting lineup immediately, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, he's versatile too, right? He can multi- guard multiple positions too, and and they they could use some someone who could defend, you know. So can't go can't go wrong with that. I have him, I have him, I think, uh, you know, fifteenth or sixteenth on my board. So this is you know right in the area. So definitely would be good if if Minnesota would, you know, coming out with Anthony Edwards and Sadiq Bay. That that's a good draft, Zach. Right? Oh hell yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. There you go. All right. So Sadiq Bay off the board. Two, two starters, I couldn't complain. Two, all right, if you get two starters in this it'll, to go with Towns, and, you know, and, and uh, you know, you're sitting pretty there. You got a high upside guy, yeah. 
a high floor guy was, you know, that's what I was thinking. What bringing. Exactly, exactly. All right. So Minnesota off the clock. We got the Dallas Mavericks on the clock, Chris. Before the before the Mavs pick, well, who was the Magic and Portland's pick? Uh, the Magic pick Halliburton was and Halliburton and Bain went. Halliburton and Bain. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, the the Mavs love this pick. The Mavericks are taking R.J. Hampton. That's amazing. That's Could be fantastic. the steal of the draft right there. <laughs> yeah, that would be the steal of the draft. They, they just keep right, loading up on talent. That was going to be my pick. Great that job. Be We're taking R.J. Hampton. You know, I think Nathan we saw this past season with the Rockets, you saw James Harden have Russell Westbrook near him, and Russell was able to be his most efficient self, playing more off-ball, court space, mm-hmm. and attacking. I think that same similar system will benefit Hampton here with uh, playing with Luka and Agreed. the shooting that the Mavericks have. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's like what my Rashad said. It's okay to have two ball-dominant guards now. Like, you can have them mm-hmm. coexist, and it's even more valuable than ever. I, I love that. Like, I think that's the whole steal of the draft. There. If they can both complement each other, yes, which the which RJ and Luka definitely can. So Right, right, yeah. right. Agreed, agreed, yeah. And Dallas, Dallas might get themselves another star, man. We NBA, we, uh, Dallas is making some moves, right? Making some. Zach moves. said my name. I think he had a question for me. Oh yeah, Zach. He said, said he was the biggest steal, and anybody shy of Cole Anthony now better not be the biggest steal. <laughs> the situation, all this stuff matters, man. I, I keep my GM hat on at all times. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right. RJ Hampton goes to the Dallas Mavericks. All right, so we got the Brooklyn Nets on the clock. Max. Okay. All right, so obviously the Nets are not short of scoring or star power. Um, So there's a lot of guys that I have higher um, than this uh, athlete right here. But considering that we don't need more star power, we need some two-way players. We need some shooting, some grit, some dog mentality. Um, I'm going from the guy from Texas Tech, Jaheimus Ramsey. Um, I think he can space the floor, but I think he's a very good defender. Um, immediately when I see him, I get a Marcus Smart. Um, so I think he's like had that type. Yeah, he has that type of potential. And so I think, like I said, with KD and Kyrie, I don't need, and possibly you know, James Harden, I don't need someone who needs the ball. I don't need someone that needs to score a bunch of points. I need someone that, that grit, and I think he'll provide that. Great pick. Great pick. Great pick. Thank you. Thank you. Great. All right, Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey has that mar- little Marcus Smart in him, right? He's got and he's got that Moxie and all that. So yeah, yeah. definitely, uh, Brooklyn could definitely use a guy like that on the team. There's some guys that have fallen here in terms yeah. of high yeah. board. Not not. But this not is just where the draft gets. This is where I love the draft. Is in this area from like 20 to like you. You can go 20 to like six to eight. There's like, a lot of good players where, where all the guys can go anywhere. It's it's kind of crazy. Me. It killed me to pass up on some of these guys, but if I have the if I have the Nets, I don't I don't need some of these guys, and it just wouldn't yeah, work. Yeah, so yeah. Okay, yeah. So Durant Ramsey is off the board. We got the Miami Heat, the Eastern Conference champions, are on the clock. Zach, man, this is this is where it gets tough. Yeah, this um, is tough. I'm just gonna go best available, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cole Anthony, even though I'd love to see him drop oh, even further for Nathan's sake. Oh my god, dude! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Nate's number one player on the board, so this would be an at, this is a steal. 
Tell me this. Like, if I didn't take him at 20 or 21, <laughs> would whoever has 22, would you have taken him? Who How far 22? would a Cole drive? That's what I need to know. Who's 22? He wouldn't have slid past 23 if I had jazz. Okay, there, good to know. Then I'm glad I took him. Uh, if I would have known that, I would just kept letting him slide. <laughs> so let me ask you a question then, Zach. Why don't you like him? And then I'll get up on myself. No, I actually, I like him. I do. Okay. Uh, I, I just think it's crazy. He got him number one. And um, I just, I don't think his ceiling's that high. And I think he's got a pretty low floor as well. Um, I just think he's kind of a ho-hum guy. I think I, he can be a very good player. I think he's got like high starter ceiling is really what I'm at for him. Um, but I think taking him anything like above, I could see somebody reaching on him at like five or so, but anything past that, I mean, is a little crazy to me. So I guess why I've defended Cole Anthony so much. Um, I think a lot of people just want to take a look at his season in North Carolina. And that's all they want to look at. They want to look at the numbers they don't want to put any context behind the numbers, and they don't want to look at the person that Cole Anthony is as well. He's a mature young man. He's the best interview in the entire draft class. If you actually get the chance to, to listen to him talk, do some interviews, get to know him as a person and how he sees himself. He's a very humble guy. He believes in humility. He comes from a professional background. He's mature. He's a great teammate. Anybody you talk to who's played with him, they, they rave about him. So off the court, he passes the background check fully. And as I said at the beginning of the show, all of that matters to me because I've learned that you can't overlook any of that stuff when you're making one of these picks. My biggest miss, if Cole Anthony ends up being a miss of mine, fine. My biggest miss in my scouting career is Josh Jackson. I love Josh Jackson because I didn't take the off-the-court stuff seriously enough. It's not a question of his talent. Even when he got his chance to shine in, in the minutes he was given in Memphis this year, he did he played a lot of good basketball for them. It's not a question of talent. Great point. No, no, so Zach, you're, you're muted. You're on the mute. You muted yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll defend that Josh Jackson pick to the core, though. Um, I think I had him fourth or fifth in that draft, and – I still don't think he had a fair and structured chance in Phoenix. I think the, all the coaching changes, um, all the off and on PT he got, I still don't think he got his full true NBA opportunity for the number three right. pick. I think he was, um, but a lot of that was his fault as well. I mean, he did some off court stuff. I don't think it was that terrible. Uh, but I also think even in Memphis, I don't think he got his full shot because he was improving game after game, and I, I really believed him in, in him in Memphis yet. And people, I just kept getting called crazy and crazy, but mm -hmm. I, I liked him. I still think he could do something in this league after what he did in Memphis. And I hope they sign him. I hope they give him a chance because I think he's a good two-way player. I do. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So, so I mean, that, that covers all the off-the-court stuff. And then on the court – for Cole at his size, tell me what he honestly can't do on a basketball court at his size. Obviously, if you want to tell me, yeah, he's not going to guard some big man down in the damn post, right? Like he's he, he's limited because of his size and his length to an extent, but he's competitive on defense and offensively. Tell me what he honestly can't do or is a question of how well does he do that particular skill? I, I, I hate – That's a great way. 
That's a great way to put it. Uh, I think he does a little bit of everything to your point. I think what I'm curious about is, so where do you see his ceiling? That'd be my His, like, his ceiling in my eyes, and I have not gotten this out of my head, and I can't get it out of my head. I truly see like a Damian Lillard type ceiling for him. I, I think he can be that great of a okay. scorer, and I think his passing when he's put in the right situation is incredibly undervalued. And that all comes from some of that off-the-court stuff I mentioned, but his communication skills, he's a leader on the court. He knows how to talk to guys. He right. knows how to put guys in, in, right. in position when they're able to play with him. His situation in North Carolina, tell me the other NBA guy we're talking about on that North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, they were no, bad. He was, like, he was the only guy that could make a three. There was no He's the only guy that could make that could make a shot outside of like 15 feet, period. Agree. Right. So no, he's I, just, I know. you got to take things in context. And again, if I, if I end up being – wrong about him then i end up being wrong about him and when i rank guys like when i put a number by them i i'm ranking them because i have to rank them right if we're talking about guys that i like i'd probably just like tear off my my top one through ten and i'd evaluate them in that context not necessarily living and dying by the number i have them by but if i was asked to make one pick out of this draft class period regardless of who I'm drafting for, not having to think about the rest of my team, who I would have around him. If I'm making one pick and I'm taking one guy, it's Cole Anthony. And that's why I have him there. I think his floor at the very least is Austin Rivers. I see like an Austin Rivers kind of score as his floor, somebody that can come out there and get buckets. But still brings value. That's still value, yeah. Yeah, He's competitive as all hell. He's one of the four most competitive guys I'd probably rate in this draft class in terms of pure competitiveness and, and toughness at his size, pound for pound. So the problem with so. me and Cole Anthony, I hate saying this. It just, every time I watch him and think about him, it just keeps coming to me. And I, it's, I can tell the differences because I know Cole's a better defender. I know he's a better passer, uh, but I keep seeing Carson Edwards and, I do think Carson Edwards can still be good in the league if he gets his opportunity. He hasn't gotten his opportunity yet, uh, but it just keeps coming to me. Um, I do think Cole's actually going to get his opportunity, so we're actually going to see what Cole's all about. Um, I got him 10th on my board. Where do the other three have him? He's not on my – he's not in my 10, but uh, one I thing – I have him 11. Yeah, he's not my 10. I'll let you guys finish first. So I have him 13th on mine. I have him 13th. Okay. Yeah, I'll say he's, not he's in a different class than Carson Edwards. That's, I love the athleticism. I agree. Yeah. Ceil- so Ceiling-wise, he's got a way higher ceiling. Yeah. And where you drafted him to, to my, like, let's just say hypothetically this actually was like the real draft board. If he were to actually fall to Miami Heat, could you imagine having exactly. extra like- – that Ryan, just sucks. You know, yeah, that unit that would that would really the ceiling gets higher. I think the aspect. biggest thing about him that people don't like is that I think almost everyone will agree that he could have a star upside, like a crazy high star upside. But people mm-hmm. also see the type of floor he can have because of the situation in North Carolina, and I think a lot of people are scared. They don't want to bet that he's going to be better than his floor, and I think that's the whole thing behind Cole Anthony. And if 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 that's why you're making draft picks. If there's any kind of fear in you and making a pick and in your evaluation process, you have that many holes in your evaluation process, should you be a scout? Go by the courage of your convictions, man. Go by where you rank these guys. Go trust trust your process. Trust your eyes. Trust what you're doing. I think all you guys do that. Everything I've heard from you guys, you guys all know your stuff. You guys trust your own process. So that's to anybody listening out there. Yeah. 
right. All right. Agree. Speaking of trusting the number process. Number 21. Speaking of trusting the process. <laughs> I'm a Philly guy. You got so Philly right, right here. Zach, I think, yeah, Zach, you're on the clock again. Yeah, I cannot believe this guy fell to me either. Um, I almost took him at the, my last pick, but Cole was higher on my board. I went best available. I think this guy's a better fit on Miami before and a better fit in Philly here. Patrick Williams, Florida State. I got him as a top 13 guy. I like him. I just think he's got a really high floor. I don't think his ceiling's incredibly high, but I just think he can do a lot. I like that. I like that. It's a good fit, especially, I mean, there's so many possibilities for Philadelphia right now. So with Embiid and depending on the uh, Simmons, yeah, let's just say some weird reason we get off this live and Harden ends up in Philadelphia, and that's a favorite. I think fits there, so I think that's a that's a good pick. Yeah, and that's a good team's uh, situation where he can develop. You know, mm-hmm. Pat Will, he's a guy that we all see if he pans out is because he develops into the player that we we uh, project him to be. And so, you know, Philly's a situation where they have guys who are they're, they're a playoff team. So he can go in there and develop and possibly be that guy that they're not going to always play Horford. So he can step in and, and take Horford's spot and be playing some four for them. Yeah, yeah. He's versatile, too, in that aspect, too. He can guard multiple positions. And he's just he, – he's a physical – another physical freak, athletic freak that, yeah. you know, and you, you give put him in that team with, with Doc, you know, and, and, you know, Doc's done good with some guys, so some young players. So definitely, definitely a, a, a good fit. And at this point, you know, definitely worth the pick again. So we got all right, Patrick Williams off the board, and we have what Denver, right? Denver's on the clock. Yeah, Denver's on the clock, and yeah, the team Max. that gets the st- steal in every draft. So don't screw this up. <laughs> Denver's on the clock, Max. Is me? Yep, you're oh, up, Max. Okay. All, all right. good. All good. Um, Oh, this is tough. Okay. Obviously, we know Jamal. We know Jokic. I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to be the most good player of the year next year. So, I got a young core. I'm going to pick this guy just because he. I'm really high on him, and he hasn't been picked yet. I mean, there's a couple guys I think maybe a better fit. But I think I've been doing that throughout the draft. So, I'm going to go a talent pick, someone I'm very high on, and that's going to be Kyra Lewis Jr. from Alabama. I think he could be a good spark. Obviously, you don't demand too much of him right now because of who's on your roster. So it kind of could allow him to develop, um, show his his value. And then if he blossoms into something special, like I think he can be, that's just another deal that Denver gets. So I'm going to go Kyle Lewis. Absolute steal. I'm curious, how high do you yeah. guys actually have him on your boards, on your personal He's high boards? for me. He's top five for me. Oh, top five. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's top – 10, 12-ish for me. Like I really like him. I think he's dynamic. 17. He's quick twitch, special. 17. I was yeah, like, I have him like top 18. So I'm the lowest on him. I have him 25th on my board. I'm the lowest on, on Kyra Lewis. Um, I, I see the upside. I see the outcome that you guys are talking about. I definitely see it. But I, I also see a version of Kyra Lewis who doesn't keep developing – as a point guard, and he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. He kind of, he's, he's one of those young guys that wants to play at one speed. He wants to play fast. I haven't seen him do enough changing speeds and being able to adapt to the game that's in front of him versus trying to force everybody around him to play the game that, that he wants. 
Um, part right. of that comes with being able to shoot the ball from range with consistency. Part of that comes from being more mature and in, in making your, your second and possibly even third read when the play breaks down. And again, he's still very young and that's, that is the benefit that he has on his side. He played two years at Alabama and he's still going to be one of the youngest guys in this draft class. So that right. he does have time on his side. And I guess you're playing the upside at that point. I just, I, I don't know how much of an actual point guard that he is. And right. if we're just drafting a player based on athleticism and potential, we've seen how that's potentially worked out before with other guys. So that's, that's why I have him lower, but I'm not low on him to the point where I don't see the ceiling that you guys do. I can absolutely right. see it as an outcome. Well, we're cause just well, because so. I have the nuggets, I'm like, okay, I have an elite team. We were right there, Western Conference mm-hmm. Finals. So that's like mm-hmm. when you have the opportunity to take that high risk. And yeah, what yeah. is Denver? Denver's great in that half-court set. So now if you add someone that can also be a threat in that transition, that fast pace, it's like, man. Mm-hmm. What Playing in the altitude, do? he's a mm-hmm. fit. That's the big right. thing. He's a fit for that team where they're right. playing, period. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm probably – I have probably, That's a great value pick right there. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. he drops that, if he drops there, I mean that that's another good pick for Denver, <laughs> and they get another steal. <laughs> like they've yeah. been getting uh, guys like that year in and year out. So that that would be. I love Kyra. So that, Chris, you know, you're the highest on him. Why is he five? I just it just his game pop. Like I I love the speed and all that. I think that he transitions right into the league perfectly. You know, up tempo. And for me as a Knicks fan, I that's one of my guys that I would think perfect with the Knicks. They need to play faster. They need to play up-tempo. Guys like RJ, Mitch, love to work, you know, move and transition. To me, 100%. Kyra in New York is, is a match made in heaven, you know, so that's, that's you know, that's a spot where I, I would love for him to go, but, uh, you know, maybe I, I probably higher than most people on him, but I just, to me, I, his game just stands out to me, and I think, you know, he could be that, you know, his, his playmaking improved from freshman year to sophomore year. I just think he, he's just going to keep getting better. And uh, so that, that's why I'm just so high on him and just, you know, you know, so maybe higher than most, but to me, it just, he's just one of those guys where you just watch and you just fall in love with and that he's just one of those guys for me. He so that's why he's I, a safe pick. Yeah. He just pops. He just pops. He has the speed. So nothing mm-hmm. else develops. You know, you at least have a fast point guard who can make plays and transition. Yeah, you can break down the deep. Yeah. And then if you surround them with some shooters and all that, you break down the defense, kick it out. You know, it, it could be it, it could just benefit the whole team. So that's why I've been big on Cairo. So, but if right. he drops all the way to Denver, man, that, that that's that's a freaking steal. It's a good man. yeah, it's a good pick for that team. It's a good yep. pick for that team. Good pick for them. Thank so you, all right, you. so we got Cairo off the board, and we got the Utah Jazz on the clock. Yes, Chris, I believe that's you. We got so who's who's Utah taking here? Got a couple people we're looking at. Um, based on my board, I'm looking at Robert Woodard and also Grant Real. That's your guy. That's your guy. I think we're going to go with Robert Woodard. That's why I have just a couple notches higher than, than Riller. We're going to go with Robert Woodard, forward out of Mississippi State. Um, good size, good strength, uh, can knock down the three, shot 40% from three. Now, he didn't shoot many threes, so it depends if you bought into his shot. But I think he's going to bring toughness can come out there and, and just get to work and, and be a, just another body of impact player for Utah. Someone that gets out there, rebounds, plays great defense, uh, just a straight-up athlete, can attack the rim. And he's not necessarily a secondary scorer yet, 
but there is much more to his scoring game than he got to display in college. He played with guys who were very ball dominant. When you have like Quindary Weatherspoon, uh, Lamar Peters, and then um, this past season he was playing with you know Reggie Perry and other guys. So I think he has more to his offensive toolbox than he's displayed. And I think Utah is a place where he can be able to showcase that because they need somebody else who can score. I like it for sure. That's like sure. It, How do you guys feel about Robert Woodard? Because he, he's another guy who's who's kind of been in that twenty. I've seen him go in the twenties, but I have see, seen people have him very low, where you know it, that he's late second round and now. So what's your guys thought? Zach, how you feel about Robert <clears throat> Woodard? I mean, I understand it makes a lot of good points there, and I mean, he's one of those guys that just whatever to me. He doesn't really pop off on, in any area. I think he can be a really good defender. That's about it. Um, I think he but, works in Utah. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. Keep going. No, he's a guy that fits anywhere, and I think Utah's a great spot for him. Yeah, if he ends up in a team like uh, a lot of these guys, I feel like it fit truly matters. So, like, if you end up with a team like Utah, being who you're surrounded with, the coaching, just how that program operates on a daily basis, I think that works for him. Definitely, definitely see that. Okay. Quinn so Snyder loves guys who play with a high motor and can rebound. The water can do both of those right. things, along with all the other things that you can potentially do on an NBA floor. So it's an upside yeah. pick. Not and, where I have a and grade, Jeremy Grant, like, Jeremy Grant's possibly leaving. You know, to you know, get paid somewhere. So maybe that fills the hole right there. You know, Jeremy Grant, Denver, Denver, wrong team. Wow, I thought we were Denver for a second. See, I got my teams mixed up. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, that was the pick before. That's why. My bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're off the board. All right, so we got Milwaukee on the clock. Milwaukee Bucks, a lot of, lot of, lot of pressure for them. A lot of pressure going. Uh, they got to make a lot of moves. So, so yeah, I'm. A, I got Milwaukee, right? Yep, I got Milwaukee. I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna go Grant Riller here. Gonna go Grant Riller. Beautiful. I, I, three level score. You know, love his ability to get to the hole. Love his scoring ability. They need someone like that. You know, I. You know, I don't know if Bledsoe is that guy long term. You know. Uh, so I think they could use a guy like this that could just score and, and just help help Giannis out a little bit within that aspect. So I'm gonna go Grant Riller. I'm high on Grant Riller, you know. Uh, so uh, I think uh, having him here at 24 to me, I, I I think Milwaukee should go Grant Riller here. I like it. I definitely, like it. Definitely. Like you said, just take the load off Giannis. It's like I feel with all these different teams, there's so many different aspects you could look at. With Milwaukee, we just know it's the Giannis train. So. It's like, yeah. Anything to help him and just take some of the load off, you certainly want to look into and draft. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. I have I have Riller as a second round grade on my board. But with that being said, I suppose the 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 main knock I have on him is that he seems to be more of a tough shot maker than anything else and not always the most skilled Mm -hmm. shot maker, but I suppose that's what Milwaukee needs, right? They need a tough shot maker, period. I think Grant well, I suppose the one, actually works. Yeah, I think Grant Riller may be one of the biggest of the draft. I really believe that. I think right. Grant Riller could be nasty. And I just think, yeah. to your point, a tough shot maker, I always allude to NBA spacing, but like it's a completely different game. So you add a tough shot maker, NBA spacing. I'm not saying he's Fred Van Vliet, but I get some flashes of that at times. And I think someone I like that can certainly bit. thrive in NBA, yeah. 
It's probably one of the tougher things to evaluate from a scouting perspective is when you have a guy who thrives and lives off of tough shots in college or, or overseas, depending on the environment that he's playing in, how much of that are you confident in is actually going to translate into the NBA when you know you're going up against guys who are more athletic, better defenders, smarter guys, how much is going to be able to carry over? I suppose that's my biggest question with Riller and that that's why I've evaluated him as such, but I can absolutely see myself being wrong, and, and Max, you might be right. You might be right about his, his shot making ability, so I can see it. Right, yeah, it's tough to gauge. Okay, all right. So Rillo's off the board. We got Oklahoma City on the clock. They just made a lot of drastic trades, so their team's looking different. No CP3 now. So Oklahoma City's on the clock. Maybe that's that, me, right? That's Nate. That's that's me. Yeah, Nate's uh, on the clock. So they just traded away two point guards. They're gonna open the the floodgates up completely for Shea Gilgis Alexander to come in and do his thing. Um, but he still needs somebody next to him. And mm-hmm. as somebody just said, home run pickup. I don't know if he's a home run pick, but to me, he's probably the most undervalued player left that I would want to draft. Um, and, and, and given the holes that just opened up, I was going to go with somebody else, but given today's events, I'm going to go with Malachi Flynn here. Um, okay. he is, he is one of my bigger sleepers in the draft. He's arguably the best pick and roll playmaker mm-hmm. in this draft class. And that's the most important half court play type in the NBA nowadays is spread pick and roll. Yeah. Um, he's shown mm-hmm. enough three level scoring ability to, to definitely hold his own, on that front, and I just think he's another smart, competitive guy who's going to come in and do the right things that you ask of him, and he's a mature professional. And given an Oklahoma City Thunder team that's still going to want to compete despite making all these moves, you need to bring in somebody who's ready to step in and make an impact right away. And I think having him next to Shea, both of them still being able to hand the ball, take the pressure off of each other, um, and, and, and cover for their deficiencies. Malachi Flynn's a competitive defender, but obviously it's not going to be a strong suit because of his size. Well, you have Shea uh, with his incredible length and size to be able to cover whichever backcourt spot is going to give him issues the most. So I, I really love that pick at 25. The other guy I was thinking about, I'm surprised he hasn't been drafted as Josh Green. That was who I was going to go with if they hadn't made these trades today. Malachi really, isn't a home run, but it's extremely smart pick, yeah. and I think he's very safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so he's yeah. so crafty. He's a crafty dude. Like he's just just, just a nice single or double. Ball, I'd say. Yeah, I love yeah. him. I have him twenty two on my board, but I struggle with one and then move him up even higher. I think he's going to be one of those guys that makes us all look stupid. Mm-hmm. He's but, smart and he has a chip on his shoulder, and I really value guys with a chip on their shoulder, something to prove. You add that with smart IQ and, like you said, three level score. Um, I love it. I think that's a, that's another a great really interview. Too. Another great interview. Another great communicator. And, 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 and you have to have that playing the point guard position. You have to yeah, have yeah, those. Yeah. It's the quarterback of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Great play. Yep. Yeah. Agreed on that. Agree on that. So Mal- Malachi Flynn off the board. Uh, Nate, you go again. You got the Boston Celtics. I'm going to take Josh Green here. I Damn thought it. about uh, if if Chris had not selected Jalen Smith at number 14, I would have definitely went Precious Achua here because I think Precious is one of the most underrated defenders in the draft class. He could end up being the best defender out of this draft class because he's a one through five potential guy. Um, obviously, we have offensive questions, but defensively, I don't really have many concerns about him whatsoever. Um, but Josh Green's the pick here. Obviously, we, we're, we're talking about upside. Danny Angel loves upside. He also loves wings. And what better way to add to his collection of wings that he always seems to have than to go out and get another tough, 
hard-nosed, competitive player, probably is going to be able to guard the two through four in the NBA in time, possibly even um, shut down some point guards. And I, I believe in his spot-up shooting ability. What he can do off the dribble is is a big question mark. But playing in Boston next to so many other shot makers doesn't have to take on a lot of those responsibilities. He can come in, do what he's best at, and get those minutes to be able to develop his game further. And he, he's he's one of the more elite athletes in the class. So I, I can't I can't let him slip any further than this. And he fits the culture. Two-way player. Yeah. Like you said, yep. tough. You think of Jim Brown. Yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. He's another Danny Ainge pick. So, mm-hmm. agreed. I like it. Yep, Def- definitely a good pick. All right. All right, so we got the New York Knicks on the clock, and I get to I get to choose for the oh. New York Knicks. So we uh, you know, we gave him Vassell at eight. Maladon's is- still available, man. I can't do that to my. I can't do <laughs> we'll that. Get him. <laughs> I can't do that to them. They they're gonna kill me. They would legit kill me. Zoom kill me. They'll try to figure out to, to hack my stuff. There's a great name on the board that has not been picked. And I don't want to see him fall any further than this. There's a great name left. I want to see if you nail this one. This is tough. I think this I know tough. what you're talking about here. This is definitely tough. Um, oh man, this this is tough. But um I'm gonna uh I'm gonna go. All right, I'm going to go maybe a little bit outside the box here. I'm going to go with the shooter. I'm going to go with Peyton Pritchard here. Uh, I'm going to go Peyton Pritchard here. They need shooting. Knicks just need good players. Good players. And they need shooting. And Peyton Pritchard could do that. And he's I'm surprised you didn't pick Isaiah Joe. Yeah. I know. Isaiah Joe. How have we? How has nobody picked Tyrese Max? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, I'm, come uh, on, yeah, man! How is, well. Come on, just because you're no. not me, I it for a <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. It should maybe should have gone Max, but I'm gonna go with Pritchard. I'm gonna throw, throw thick with Pritchard. Yeah, he was gonna fall to me. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Pritchard. I, I, he's another guy that I just love a lot. You know, those matchups against Arizona this year. You know, going at it, you know, with, with no, not good, good. angry, you know. Uh, Who's got the Lakers? We're just trying to set up the clutch, the clutch connection. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> yeah. so I'll go Pritchard here with, with the Knicks pick. Uh, so smart players. Picks. Yeah, another smart player. The Knicks need smart players too in that deck. Yeah, he's like, an NBA player. And he could shoot. So that that's, you know, with, with, uh, with RJ Barrett and all that, they need, need to surround them with shooters and all that. So I'll go Pritchard. I mean, Maxi is, that's tough. But I'm not as high on Maxi as most people are, too. So, you know, it's, I'm not either. I have him 16th yeah. off my board. And I thought that was disrespecting him, given some other people where they have him. Amazing. But, yeah, yeah, so about the same range. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So we got a Pritchard off the board. All right. So we got uh, OKC's back on the clock since they made the trade. Uh, you know, they traded Dennis Drew to the Lakers. So they have the Lakers pick now. So OKC's on the clock. All right. For OKC. And, uh, yep. We just Chris, spoke you got him OKC. Maxi? just spoke him up. Tyrese Maxi. Tyrese Maxi. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maxi doesn't fall no more. Um, we spoke, you know, about taking a risk. I mean, he's a guy, he's all over the place with many people's boards. Some people have him in the lottery, some people have him late. He's another round. guy. Yep. I think it's good value to take him this late. For uh, OKC, like you said, they just traded uh, Schroeder. Um, so, you know, he's somebody that can come in and, and try to be that microwave score for them. And 
it could possibly be something more. So why not take a risk? It's the late first That'd round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just works so hard. So lucky. He just works so damn hard. And I don't want to bet that hard against somebody who is out to literally prove you wrong every single day of your life. So that's a great pick. Right. Yeah, especially this late. Especially this late for sure. All right, Maxie's off the board finally. So uh, we got Toronto. Toronto's on the clock. So we got Toronto. Max, what you got? All right. One of the other key guys I have in this draft. Um, well, aren't we with June? the Lakers? Or was... no, the Lakers passed... traded the pick. Yeah, they passed the Tyson Maxies with the OKC. OKC. They they traded traded the, the Schroeder. Yeah. So is this pick 28 then? 29. This is 29. 29. It's 29, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I snaked, so I had 25 and 26. So yeah. 29 Ron. I'm sorry, keep going. 29 Toronto, yeah, because the Lakers were 28. Yep. But they traded the pick with uh, in the Schro trade. I thought I had 29 and 30, and I, I'm, I'm on 28, so I don't know. Whatever. Go for it. All right, Toronto, I am drafting a junior from Arkansas, and that is Mason Jones. Um, Beautiful. I'm really high on Mason Jones. I think he's a big guard, hit the three, three-level score, could be a spark, and uh, with Raptors are fantastic at developing players. Um, I think they're a top-five three-point shooting team in the league, um, so I think he fits right in there, add another piece uh, to the puzzle. So Toronto, Mason Jones. Yeah, if you love Grant Riller, you're going to like – at least like Mason Jones. They're very similar players. So, nope, Good pick. And then he goes to, to Toronto, like you said. They, they they develop guys, you know, crazy. So that, that's definitely exactly. a, a good, a good pick. Get a good, exactly, right. They get the most out of their guys, especially guys that either are late first-rounders or undrafted guys like like Fred Van Lee. Look, look what they got out of Fred Van Lee. He was undrafted, right? And everyone right. thought that uh, uh, Clay Anthony Early was going to be the guy from Wichita State, you know, not Fred Van Vliet. And, uh, of course, Brandon the next draft. <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> you know, so, all right. So this is the last pick. Last pick of the draft. Boston's on the clock. Zach, you close out the first round. Of- Dang it, I thought I was going to have two to end it and get both my guys. So now it comes down between them. Two big guys, really tough pick. Um, who went to Boston at 14? Oh, you got Jalen Smith already. Oh, oh, okay. Josh Smith Josh Smith went 26, and then with their 14th pick was Jalen Smith. So this is between two guys. I'm going with Precious. Um, the, the other uh, guy was going to be Daniel Arturo, but uh, I'm going with Precious here just big, because. Bulk up their defense big time with Jaylen these three Smith. guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Danny yeah, fits right into the brand too. Fits right into Boston's brand again. Yet again, another two-way player on the floor. Good pick. Yeah, and like you said, they're gonna need like if if they stay put, and let's let's say we're not including trades and all that, you know, trading up, trading up. They need size to to with Miami. We saw what they struggled though. So just add as much size as possible. If they add guys like this, I mean that that could possibly get them over the hump because you know yeah. the size was the biggest issue against Miami. So you add these, you know. 
especially with, you know Jalen Smith and you had Precious man. I mean that that could possibly get you over the hump because they have all they have the offensive firepower as is. You know, you know. So you get you're adding speed of these with that size too. You know, you're not yeah, like yeah. speed somebody that can switch and, and be able to hold their own on the perimeter, and that's, that's what it's okay. all about. It's a big in the NBA being able to have that switchability. Mm-hmm. Agree, agree on that. So Boston will definitely uh, come out of here looking good. So all right, so that's that concludes the 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 first round mock draft portion of the show. So who's who were you guys surprised were did not get selected in the first round? Zach. Yeah, I'll say the three biggest deals of the first round uh, were very clear to me. Um, number ten on Yeka. Uh, number 18, R.J. Hampton, and then number 20, Cole Anthony. I think all those guys should have gone way higher. Um, in my mind, they're all way higher on my board. Uh, but, I mean, they're all great fits as well. The other guys that are great picks that, I mean, that are semi-steals in my estimation were Vassell at 8, uh, Sadiq Bay at 17, and then Kira Lewis at 22. Mm. And who were you shocked that w- did not go in the first round? I, honestly, I wasn't really shocked about anybody. Um, I think the only guys that I don't have first rounders that were taken um, would be Woodard. Um, mm, I have Mason Jones. Um, Woodard and Pritchard. Yeah, that'd be it. Okay, okay. Probably one of those Boston picks is going to be made um, on an international player. Yeah, I think Bomaro, if they yeah. don't trade one of those picks, so yeah, Bomaro's probably I feel Bomaro's a very Boston-like pick. You know, Not that I, do, I, I don't have him as a first-round grade on my board, but I think he's going to go in the first round to somebody who wants a draft and stash with upside. So. Mm-hmm. You Chris, could probably say LaMelo at three might have been a steal. As a possible Joe Ingles replacement down the road. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Chris, who you got? Uh, give me a few steals and then give me some guys you thought maybe should have, you know, gone in the first round. Steals wise, um, I'm definitely, you know, I'm thinking my pick with Hampton with the Mavs at 18. Uh, Cole Anthony is someone else I think will possibly be a steal. And let's see, just going down and Kyra Lewis. Kyra Lewis. Lewis yeah, yeah. That might be number one That's for me. Steal. Yeah. I think he might be the the top steal. I'm I'm very high on Kyra Lewis as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Max, who's your steal? Who's who's one couple of steals? And who's who's guys you surprised didn't go in round one? Uh, I kind of agree with that. I mean, I think we all agree R.J. Hampton going to the Mavs is just nasty. So I think if the Mavs <laughs> such a perfect fit. Yeah. Nope. Um, I do. I'm, I'm happy I had Kyra Lewis with Denver, so I'm not complaining. But if it happened in the real world, I'd be like, wow, Denver really just got Kyra Lewis Jr. Yeah. Um. And then again, Tyrese Maxey, even though I'm highest on him, tons of potential, um, tons of upside. So if he were to fall all the way down to 20, I mean, that's pretty built in my book. Um, but as far as surprise uh, draft, no, nothing really pops up to me. I'm kind of high on Isaiah Joe. I think he's going to be a good NBA player or lanky. I have him in the first round grade. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. Um, I know. I uh, pressure we got to precious Achua though. So that's pretty much it. Isaiah Joe, I know some people are pretty high good solid big in the NBA. Um but other than that, I think pretty should be drafted in the first round, got drafted in the first round. Nope, oh, nope. Yep. Nate, 
Who's your steals? Yeah. Who's some of your surprises didn't go in front round one? I don't really have anybody that that surprised me. They didn't go in round one. Probably the guy that I had highest ranked in my on my first round, my top thirty that didn't go was Isaiah Stewart out of Washington. I think sometimes people forget about him. They want to classify him as this aged big man prospect because he wanted to post up and do a lot of his damage back to the basket in Washington. But he's also flashed a really pretty jump shot for, Mm. for, for a big man. That's probably going to extend out to the three point line. And I think that that's a bankable skill that he's going to have in his pocket coming up to the next level. And if he can bring that along with all the other things he does on the boards and defensively, I think he could be a great value pick for somebody in the second round if that's where he goes. Um, and then probably biggest steals were, yeah, guys, Precious Achua and Tyrese Maxey, two guys I have as top 16 grades on my board who ended up free-falling, which to their teams that get them, <laughs> those would be incredible value picks where they fell. So, Great job, guys. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Kyra Lewis going to, to uh, go in that late to me is a steal. Like I said, I'm, I'm very high on Kyra. And also, oh, Maxi going to OKC would be a steal. And like I said, as far as surprises, this draft, you know, <laughs> it, it's not really much surprises here. We, we're you know, prepared for it for whatever. We're prepared. Exactly. Nobody we're, be surprised. We're prepared for everything. I'm not going to call Cole Anthony a steal either because this is pretty much where he's projected to Cole go Anthony at this point. Too. Nobody, yeah. nobody in the league apparently <laughs> likes him. So you know what? He's just going to go prove everyone wrong. For you, so that's the biggest steal. <laughs> for me, that's uh, yeah. That would always be the biggest steal. But you yeah. know what? He's just going to go out there and prove everyone wrong. So yes, yes, yes. All right. All right, so so one more top before we sign off. All right, so give me give me some sleepers, guys. Give me some guys that people aren't really talking about in this draft. Some some deep sleepers that you guys really like. I got Dra- you. I'm sorry, you can go first. Yep, Max, you go, Max. Yep, go for it, Max. Let me think about this one. All right, like Jalen Harris from Nevada. Good one. Jones, Jaden McDaniels. Um, I'm looking at my list here. Yeah, Jalen. Elijah Hughes from Syracuse. He's a junior. I know someone. He's a good one. I know someone who watched mm-hmm. him grow up and coached him. And he said, back to your point, Nathan, a high character guy. He said he's mm-hmm. an hard worker, great kid. Um, and I think he could be a really good, extremely explosive. I like Tyler Britt Bay from Colorado. And then I'm looking down my list here, and I'm pretty sure I got most. CJ Ellerby is one that's uh, the lefty. I like mm-hmm. him a good player um those would be my my steals that i think aren't getting a lot of the attention i like we talked about grant riller already because i'm pretty high in grant riller as well but i think those would be my sleepers and tyrell terry i think is getting a lot more buzz so i don't think he's really can i just say that from top to bottom in this class this is one of the most high character draft classes i think we've potentially ever had like who's really the guy that you hear about in this class that could potentially be trouble off the court? I don't hear any names. No, it's what Lamelo with the dad stuff, or yeah, that might be more, a little too cocky. Is that Papa it? Stuff. Like, yeah, like yeah, every yeah. every kid who's been a star since he was thirteen is going to be cocky. So like that doesn't surprise me. But I don't I don't consider that as a major character flaw. I still think Lamelo's no, no. a good kid. So <laughs> that that's what really stands out to me about this entire class. Right. It's a great point to that extent, though. It's, I've been saying this the last, I don't know, three, four years now that these players just keep getting more mature every year, yep. uh, more mature, more well-spoken. I mean, that's just the day and age we're in. Um, the more famous these guys get, the more pressures on them and the more intelligent agencies get. And um, that's just how it, how it's going. Right. 
a lot of these kids have been playing on ESPN since they're right. 15. I mean, look, yeah. at, we just sold, you know, they have a whole bunch of high school games where you, know, you got Mikey Williams and you got, you know, Amani Bates and, and, uh, and Chet Holmgren, you know, these guys are 16 years old and they're already in the spotlight, you know, so they, they're prepared, mm -hmm. well, way more prepared than they were, you know, you know, back in the day, you know, uh, you know, so these guys are, are you know, for Lamelo, this is nothing. Like the pressure, there's no this pressure. Like he's been dealing with it for forever. So no, but to that point, I don't think it's something we should expect. I think it's just something that we should, um, I don't know, cherish. I think yeah. it's uh, pretty. It's just pretty respect, respectable, I guess you could say that these guys take the time to actually care and listen. You know, they don't have to be these high character guys. They're putting in the time. Um, so it's pretty impressive to me. Great. Yeah, no, agree, agree. Chris, we got uh some sleepers. Some sleepers. Um, of course, you no, know, our guy, Sam Merrill. Um, someone who I believe should agreed. Be, that's uh, my guy. You that's top my... twenty-five guy. I love Sam yep. Merrill, his shooting ability. He's ready to step on the court and, and produce on offense for a NBA team, any NBA team, whatever mm -hmm. system. Um yeah, he fits every I'm also system. Big on Paul Reed. I like Paul, Paul Reed. Reed another, yep. I think yes. he's somebody that a team can take a chance on, has good, uh, a very good all-around defender, can shot block yep. and play on ball. Versal, and, yep. um, and has a, a skill set that you can refine and develop. You know, people talk about trying to refine Precious Achua's offensive skill set and what he brings to the table. Paul Reed is another big like that that I think could, you know, with the right system, right development, grow into something offensively as well with what he brings on deep. Yeah, yeah. No priority yeah. second rounder for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I like Paul Reed a lot. So Nate, did you uh, did you give some sleepers out? Yeah, two. I I didn't yet, but two names that are definitely deeper sleepers in this particular class. Um, Nate Hinton out of Houston. I love yeah, that kid. Yeah, yeah. He's good, that man. kid is tough as nails. Does everything you want him to at his size. He he is absolutely going to get a contract, and he 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 deserves one. Um, another guy, Paul Ebois, Cameroonian forward. He is he is the, one of the athletic freaks in this class that nobody talks about. Just just go watch like two minutes of tape on him, and you're like, holy shit, who's this kid? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I think he's got a very raw game. I actually in my in my mock on my podcast, I had the Raptors actually taking a shot on him, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that that that's one of those Masai Ujiri picks that you're just gonna bet purely on upside. Um, but but I, I'm not saying he's going to have the same development path as Pascal Siakam, but that's another one of those like value type picks that you're looking at guy who could have ridiculous upside that, that no one knows about unless you really did your homework. So those are two names for me. Zach. Yeah. I'm just going to go with three Minnesota guys. Nobody mentioned um, Trey Jones, Zeke Naji, and Daniel Arturu. I actually really believe in all of them, not just because I'm a Minnesota guy, but, uh, <laughs> But I, I really believe that if they get their opportunity, they can shine. I mean, Zeke and Aturu, I mean, they're two really interior scoring guys, really good rebounders. Um, I think they got much higher upside from a three-point shot and defense than people make it out to yeah. be. Um, Trey Jones has just got an extremely high floor, so he is, he is what he is. I just think overall that people and uh, – in general, they overrate age um, so much, whether it's guys like Marcus Howard, Miles Powell, stuff like mm -hmm. that, um, even Emmanuel Quickly just because he's a sophomore, just stuff like that. 
Um, I think age is one of the most overrated factors in the draft. He's a grandpa in Kentucky. He's a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Well, look at Sam Merrill. Sam Merrill is almost 25. <laughs> He's closer to 25, you know, so, like, that's crazy. Like, Zeke Dodge is the best best name that we've talked about in the sleepers that out of everyone's Nodgy. mentioned. I think he actually goes first round. Yeah. After the workouts he had that, that, that have been Offensive potential there, too. I like no. the offensive potential there. <clears throat> yeah, another great interview. Yeah, another another great interview, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely like those picks for sure. But guys, th- this was fun. I appreciate every single one of you guys for coming on this and uh, you know doing this, this the final mock draft before the actual draft Wednesday. Uh, you know, appreciate you guys. You know, uh, coming on here, spitting your knowledge on, on these on these prospects and 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 doing this mock draft. But before we sign off, you know. You guys have the floor, you know, whatever guys projects you guys have going on, please go, you know, and, and tell the people where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff. So, Zach, you can start. Appreciate you having me, Chris. Really fun show, guys. It's a good time. Um, hit me up whenever you want. But uh, Twitter's the only place you can catch me, Z-A-K-N-O-B-L-E, uh, Four Seasons Podcast, and then Noble and Rue Show on Ball is Life. Nice, 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 nice. Nate? So, yes, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter, specifically at DraftDeeper. Um, the website, DraftDeeper.com, trust me, it's it's in the works. It's coming. Um, but Twitter is the main place. Then, obviously, subscribe to the DraftDeeper podcast, anyone out there, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, um, YouTube. I got the YouTube channel going. So we're, 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 we're cooking, and I appreciate being on with all you guys. I've already had Chris on the pod. Hopefully, we can get some stuff worked out with the rest of you guys as well. So we'll enjoy it. Awesome, awesome. Max? Thank you, Chris, everybody. I love learning and talking the game, so really appreciate you guys giving me your time and platform to do this. Max Van Auken, Instagram, Twitter. My podcast is Max Van Auken, abbreviations, Workout MVP on YouTube. Um, also, this Wednesday on SUV TV, um, we are doing a draft show at Phillips, um, Sports Talk 2319. My guy, Zach Ramey, got Kate, got Daryl. Um, Good squad. That's a nice, that's a nice group of guys the there. That's a lineup, man. Yeah, very excited. So I appreciate that. I'll definitely check out all of you guys' platforms and your shows. I really appreciate it. Which I kind of have all you guys have amazing content as is. Appreciate it. You do, you're killing it. And that show is going to be – that's going to be must-watch. So definitely going to tune into that. Chris, what you got going on? Hey, man, appreciate you having me on, Chris. It's been great talking with you guys doing this mock draft. Um, of course, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Bolton underscore 12. Um, I have my podcast to check up with Chris Bolton, just talking NBA hoops, draft, basketball. Just, you know, if it's basketball, we're talking it. So um, <laughs> there, there it my is. That's out right there. And um, that's basically all I got going on. Yep, yep, yep. And you could uh, you could catch me on uh, Off the Ball Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, podcasts available on all podcast platforms. But you know, shout out to you guys. Shout out to all the draft dudes that I've been able to have on the show and to be able to interact with. Man, I've learned so much. You know, we've had a long time to learn a lot of, about these guys. You know, <laughs> long you know, a long what eight nine months it's been, but it's it's finally coming through. But I, I appreciate all the draft dudes and and everyone who's been on the show. I've done. I think this is this is the fifth mock draft show that i've done and i've just i learned so much like every time i do these shows and every time i have someone on the show i keep learning and learning more about these guys so 
appreciate you know to the all the previous people who were on the show and appreciate to, to you four gentlemen for coming on the show and, and chopping up with me and, and uh you know doing the draft you know sharing your thoughts about these guys because uh you guys are brilliant like i said thanks for thanks for for uh you know for this hour and 45 minutes you know that we'll be able to chop it up and talk you know i appreciate your time guys you know, drafts finally, it's finally coming. Yeah. It's here. You know, we're, we're almost there on the day and some change, you know, to the draft and, you know, obviously the craziness with trades and all that. So you thought 2020 you know, was good. Just wait for 2021. Oh this yeah. Class man. coming in is. Insane. Oh man. Yeah. That's it. That's these next two classes are going to be fun, but you know, you know, oh, we, yeah. we got to respect the 2020 because we've we invested so much. I feel like I know these guys like the back <laughs> of my hand, you know, back and forth, family members, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, it, <laughs> It's, it's, it's been it's been a pleasure you know uh having you gentlemen on the show and uh like i said you know best of luck to, and all your uh all the great stuff you do because uh, you know i check out all your guys shows you guys are killing it with content you guys are killing it on social media you guys have great platforms so shout out to you guys for for doing a great job and you know uh like i said i've learned so much from all you guys so uh thanks thanks for uh you know thanks for coming on this was fun guys have a have a great night. Be Appreciate safe. You. Please be safe out there, guys. You know, it's still crazy out here with the COVID and all this crap. So just be safe and all that. And on that note, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for everyone for watching, you know, uh, and spending you know, your night watching us, uh, you know, uh, uh, talk about the draft and all that. But draft's almost here, you know, so it's, we're all excited about that. So on that note, guys, be safe and have a great, great night. Yes, sir.